When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special episode of Mind Love on a new perspective around the coronavirus. Everything in this reality is based in love. Everything. From your perspective, you will judge things as good and bad. That's duality. From a higher perspective, it's neutrality. Everything is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. The individual gets to judge something as good or bad, and that judgment is always based on their belief system. And so if you're judging anything as bad, it's because you have a limiting belief. Without that limiting belief, it would be impossible to judge it as bad. We do not see this virus as bad. We see it as a being of love coming to serve humanity. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hi, friends and wild people. First off, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please hit the subscribe button. More subscribers means even better guests and tons more value. Plus, it helps me grow the show so more people can find it. And if you ask me, everyone could use a little more mind love. First things first, how are you feeling? Are you remembering to ask yourself that each day? We are living through an experience that is totally unique to anything we've experienced up until now. This is a whole new world for us. And because of that, there's a lot of fear. I get it. And I want to remind you that there are infinite options of perception at any given moment. You choose your reality. You choose which energy you tune into. The hard part is, is that it's so easy to get pulled into the majority. That lower vibration has an intoxicating pull. But I ask you to consider, what is the good of allowing yourself to be drawn into all that? There's a difference between holding awareness and falling into the fear trap. But what I also know is that the so-called worst experiences of my life, the times that I just wanted it to all end, they were also the most transformative, which also means that I have a ton of gratitude for them. So one thing that I'm already feeling from all this is this really strong pull back to the spirituality side of things. I keep asking myself, what old patterns can I let go of? Or what new things can I create? Because my old routines are no longer possible, there's suddenly so much time for the things that I've been putting off. There's so much time to create this version of me that I've had in the back of my mind but couldn't quite get to. People are reprioritizing on a mass scale. People are yearning for the things that they didn't take advantage of when they had the freedom to do so. People are seeing their lives in a new light. People are cherishing connection in a way that they never have. And at the same time, a lot of people I know are becoming even more fearful day by day because they're holding the vibration of fear. And then there's the light workers. So a light worker is just someone who has made it their mission to spread love and light in their life. 
Well, the light workers, they are stepping into a fuller version of themselves. I'm seeing people in my feed creating connection, even in isolation. I'm seeing people create freedom when they feel trapped. I'm seeing people break through the noise with laughter and love. It's amazing to me how people are already banding together. To me, what I'm seeing is already beautiful. So I can't wait to see what happens in a few months from now when we emerge from this as a new collective consciousness. I want to make it clear that in no way am I downplaying some of the things that are happening. I get it. My grandmother is severely immunocompromised. She has COPD and we are all really worried about her. But what I also know is that my desire for control and my tendency toward fear will not accomplish what I would like it to. Control is always an illusion. We never really have control over anything. What I also know is that the best thing I can do is align with love and acceptance in any given moment. So this, this crazy thing that we're experiencing is the perfect time to practice this. It's like an incubator for love and acceptance. And what I also know is how much I've cherished connection just in the past few days. I feel like a new version of myself. So in this time of chaos, I choose to bring the calm. I choose to bring the love. I'm working on a plan to ramp up content. I'm working on a mind love membership option to bring more forms of content. So TBD. And also, if you haven't yet followed me on Instagram, I've committed to daily meditations specific to self-isolation and calming fear and cultivating love when we need it the most. They will be short and sweet, 9 a.m. Pacific time every single day on Instagram at mindlovemelissa. They'll be about five minutes, so follow me and turn on notifications so you don't miss them. And if you do miss them, they will be available for 24 hours as per the way Instagram lives work. (laughs) So as for the extra content that I'm working on creating, I'm not exactly sure yet the schedule, if I'll be posting podcasts twice a week or what quite yet, but I will know really soon and keep you guys updated. I will give the disclaimer that some of these might be a little more raw than usual in order to keep up with a more frequent posting schedule. But my focus is to serve, not to be perfect. And let me tell you, the more I focus on spreading love and helping others, the more hopeful I feel about all this. So I want to encourage you to do the same. Alignment can be felt. Alignment changes the way you experience reality. So just know that when you're in fear, you will be attracting more thoughts and feelings of fear. You will be seeing more people in fear. You will experience more fear. That's just the way it works. Your trigger should be the feelings in your body. If you don't feel good, that's your sign to stop and focus on something else or to give your body something it needs. So practice checking in with yourself on how you feel each day. So what I'm hoping during this time, or my goal is to bring you leaders and inspirational voices to help you maintain your higher vibrations through all of this. You should recognize my guest today. He was just on this last Tuesday speaking on a new perspective on the law of attraction. The moment I met Gary, I just felt a bond with him, like we have work to do together in this lifetime. So I've been pretty connected with him for a few weeks, and interestingly enough, all of this stuff went down, and I felt even more of a desire to create with him. I was just on his podcast, The Law of Attraction Roundtable, and again, I just felt so in alignment. It was one of my favorite interviews that I've done so far, so I plan on posting that on this feed as well. Well, if you haven't listened to episode 122 yet... Gary channels a group of non-physical entities named Joshua. 
people who can channel fascinate me. If you don't know Paul Selig, go back to episode 38. He is miraculous. He changed what I believed to be possible. And since then, I've been introduced to quite a few other channels, including Gary. Well, I grew up with the belief that this was never possible. Who can channel a non-physical entity? But what I also grew up with was a lot of thoughts of disempowerment. And a big part of my mission in life is to help open people's minds to expand their possibilities. What I've realized is being closed-minded just limits me. We often have this tendency toward closed-mindedness because we think it protects us. But guess what? Most of the time, it just keeps us contained in a reality created by society. Some of you might be willing and open to the idea of a channel, which is amazing. I love you. Some of you might have your bullshit meter on immediately. So first, I love you too. And also, I ask you to consider, what if something beyond your sphere of believability could offer you a new perspective? Who cares how it comes to you? Who cares if it's in a way that you believe is possible? Can you just be grateful for the information? So if you don't believe in channels, try to focus on just the information. There is so much truth in what Gary and Joshua have to share. So turn off the skepticism and see what happens when you just receive the information. So the first 25 minutes of this interview or so will be with Gary, and then we will tune into Joshua. And three key things we will learn are how to view this virus through an empowering perspective, how to shift your alignment from fear to love, and how to let go of old paradigms to expand your vibration. Do you want to know the best way to shift to a higher vibration during these chaotic times? Sign up for the Morning Mind Love. I'm doing something special right now, and I'm specifically tailoring these to exactly what we need to hear during self-isolation, during uncertainty, during chaos. And I've got to say, I'm already getting a ton of positive feedback. You'll receive daily inspiration right to your inbox, just short little messages to remind you how beautiful and magical this planet really is, despite what's going on. It is so important to consciously create your reality by planting seeds of positivity in your environment. So not only will you be receiving inspiration, I'll also be giving you things to do and balancing out the negative news with some positive news. So sign up at mindlove.com or text MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. And now let's welcome Gary Temple Bodley back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you. Today, actually, the podcast interview that re we recorded previously uh, released on Mind Love. So it's a very timely thing to bring you back on. Um, we've been connecting online as part of another group, a boot camp group that you're hosting during this time. And it's been so helpful just having um, some higher inspiration to be able to focus on something other than this collective fear that a lot of people are holding and trying to bring us back into alignment. So I'm hoping to do that for the mind love community today. And first, let me start by asking, how are you feeling during all this? I'm so amazed how inspiring other people's posts are, how funny they are, all the memes around toilet paper and stuff. It is really cool to see that my, you know, my reflection of how I'm feeling is reflected back to me in that, in that, social media stuff. And I've had friends who are like, all their posts that they're reading is all, you know, really scary and negative and all this stuff. And it's like, well, isn't that interesting how you could choose two ways to look at this? You can look at this as it's the end of the world and live in total fear, or you could look at it from a higher perspective and say, I don't know what's going to come of it, but 
there's a lot of fun things that are going on and a lot of new experiences. And if we could just like ease into what this is right now without resisting it, we can have a lot of, you know, at least maybe not fun, but we can have some curiosity and some whimsy here and there and make it a little bit lighter than it is. Yeah, I was telling a friend that I feel similar right now as I would going into like a Vipassana 10-day silent meditation retreat where you know, wow, this is going to be different. It's going to push my comfort zone. Parts of it might suck a little bit, but it's also going to be highly transformative and I'm going to access parts of myself that I have not yet have access to. I'm going to emerge as a new type of person. So that for me feels really exciting. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting too because... We're in fear because we don't know what's going to happen. But in a year from now, we will know what happened. And so we won't be in, in fear because it'll have played its course and whatever happened will have happened, you know. But we were in fear two months ago, but just about different stuff. How am I going to pay the bills? You know, where's my career going? What's my, what are my friends up to? You know, that sort of thing. Am I going to be able to achieve these goals I have. And now we're living in this world where can we maintain our true self in all of this? Can we look at it from the higher perspective? Can we manage the sphere? Can we look at our limiting beliefs about all of this? And can we interact as who we are rather than diving back into fear? And those of us who are on this spiritual journey, who are learning more about the lives of the universe, and realizing that fear is based in limiting beliefs, and we've done a lot of work to ease those limiting beliefs, but you know, mostly around security and love from others and acceptance and that. And now it's an actually more of a serious perceived threat. So are we gonna go back into fear and make choices based in fear, or are we gonna be this shining example of alignment, of not just blindly you know, ignoring the threat, but looking at it from a, I'm a spiritual being, I'm having an experience right now where I am, nothing bad is happening. Uh, it could escalate, sure, but I have faith that if it comes to me in some form, then it'll be ultimately for my benefit, right? Um, I'm sort of worried about loss. My dad is older. He's living in Florida. He's being taken care of by people who come into the house and bring food and, you know, take care of the house and that sort of thing. Uh, and that he's susceptible on a demographic of this where, you know, we're younger and healthier and don't have as much to fear. So my fear is more around him. But if it comes to him, then I have to understand that's part of his experience and his purpose. Now, that tends to sound glib to a lot of people. If you're just sort of waving it off and saying, whatever happens, happens, right? But this is a way that we can move past the fear and say, no, we are the creators of our reality. We're gonna choose how we interpret this. Of course, we're gonna be safe and we're going to, you know, take the recommendations that people are offering. I trust that okay, I'm relatively healthy. And if I, if I get it like Tom Hanks did, well, I know that I'm going to recover and come on the outside of that and then sort of be this example of recovery too. 
you know. So I'm, I'm willing to accept that whatever happens is for my highest good. And in that, I can maintain the state of alignment. And really, this is the key here. Because in alignment, I'll be inspired to do things that are for the benefit of all. Um, I, in fear, I might say, oh, I better go down and stay with my dad and take care of him. And this would just be an action that we call an urge to control a condition. My condition is this negative worry about my dad, this negative emotion. In order to solve that, I have two choices. I can take action, which is an urge to control a condition, and then drive down there and stay in his condo with him. And this is nothing that, you know, is going to be beneficial for either of us. Or I can look at the beliefs. What are the beliefs? The beliefs are that I'm responsible for his well-being or that somehow I can save him from some other fate. And I can soften that and say, no, he is doing fine. He's being taken care of by medical professionals. They have precautions in place that they take care of. They bring him his food. It's all, they have a whole system for it and they're the best ones to take care of him. And so while it's still a little bit of fear and guilt in there, I can soften that and not take that action that's not gonna be of any benefit. Instead, I can be here and do what I'm doing from where I am in North Carolina. Right, it's, it's interesting to me because we, a lot of us on the spiritual path have a deep belief that everything happens for a reason. But sometimes in crisis, it's so hard to hold on to that. It's like everything but this happens for a reason. I need to hold on to control of everything that I can. And I need to point the finger at how other people are responding to crisis. When you don't have to agree with what other people are doing. You don't have to think that that's right. But guess what? There, you've believed in des divine design this entire time. So what's making this different? This is when you should be clutching it even more and using that as inspiration. And what I have been amazed at is, so I have a few different groups of types of people in my life. And so on one hand, I'm connected to a lot of really high vibrational people through what I do. On the other side, I have normal friends and family that might be a little bit panicked right now that are freaked out what's going to happen. My grandma is severely immunocompromised. She has COPD and really she cannot catch this thing. Um, and we don't believe she would be able to make it through. That would be it, Her doctors basically say that that wouldn't be possible. So it's living between these two realities. And what I'm so inspired by is I've had so many people reach out to me, the light worker side of my group uh, that are reaching out all of a sudden being so inspired to produce content, to balance out the fear with forces of love and watching so many people. I'm getting chills right now. Just thinking about it, watching so many people stepping into the highest vibration of themselves and shining their light as widely as possible when they might have been doing that on some level before, but at the same time, you know, so easy to get caught up in the day to day of the finances of this is what I should be doing. This is what my previous schedule was like, but all that right now is washed away as though this is sort of a rebirth of here's your ultimate potential. None of that holds true anymore. We're all in the same boat. A lot of people are struggling with finances. Now, now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do when you have no strings holding you to the previous version of yourself? And that to me is really exciting. Yeah, this is where the evolution of this event is taking us to really reprioritize who we are and who, what we stand for and who we're going to be. And so 
we've all gone on the spiritual journey uh, of some sort, whatever that is, and everyone is at their level of where it is. And so, you know, the, those of us who are understanding law of attraction, understanding how this universe works, understanding who we authentically are, uh, putting aside our limiting beliefs or dialing down the intensity of those beliefs, and then is standing in this place of love and acceptance. Okay, so there's two approaches to life, fear and control, perceiving that you're an individual living in a malevolent universe and bad things can happen to you, or love and acceptance, perceiving you live in a loving and benevolent universe and nothing bad can happen to you. In fact, everything that happens to you is for your benefit. It's also based in love. So from a place of fear, you see the virus as a bad thing. You judge it as bad. And from a place of love, you say, no, this virus is based in love too. And it'll come through and do some benefit, but we can't see what that is. So we have to have a little faith that in time we will know what the benefit is. Or we could use our imagination. We could say, okay, it's changing people's daily life. And people were living sort of in an unconscious following of their programming. Get up, go to work, work nine hours, come home, watch TV, drink, fight, worry about bills, all that stuff, okay? That life now, that, that stuff that you were so focused on before that was a distraction, now you come to this point where, okay, what's really happening here? I'm living in fear or I'm going to raise my vibration, raise my state of being and become my authentic self. And your authentic self is who you would be without the limitation of fear. So now we have to use our imagination in an empowering way. Instead of imagining the worst that could happen, we now say, okay, what's the best that can happen? It's going to shake up some institutions. It's going to allow us to see if we can maintain our alignment. It's going to allow us to receive inspiration that's not available to other people. It's gonna allow us to see where our fear limits us and to see if that approach to life is beneficial. So now we're gonna make choices either based in love or fear. And we're gonna have an experience no matter what. And we're gonna expand through this. And we're gonna come on the other side and those of us who are spending a little time being lighter and easier and positive and helping our friends and neighbors with their crisis, whatever that is, and thinking about the world as a global community rather than a bunch of little countries fighting against each other, perceiving that we are all one, we're all in this together rather than I have to protect myself. So if you live in fear, the thoughts you're going to receive from fear are, self-preservation. I protect myself. But if you think about it, any act of self-preservation is not going to be to the highest good. Because imagine if everyone did that. Imagine if everyone was worried, you know, in, in a financial crisis about the banks running out of money and everyone took out money. It would collapse the system. So there are those of us who are standing in love and acceptance and appreciation and gratitude and who are helping everyone else. And we are supporting as light workers the movement of people from fear to love. So at the end of this event, people will have moved from some place of fear closer to places of love. 
And then there'll be a lot of people who are on the fence, who have like, they've learned about law of attraction, they may have followed Joshua, they may have followed Abraham Hicks, got into the secret, whatever. And they're gonna say, that old approach of fear was not beneficial. I wanna live on the love side of that fence. And in doing that, you start really clicking on all cylinders. It's so amazing to be able to even have uh, that outlook at this time because it's it's so easy to be drawn back. I've been posting a lot of messages about love and trying to promote calm and peace and remind people what is real and what is illusion through social media. And I've gotten so many people that reach out in being so grateful for it, even people in the spiritual community who may have been those fence sitters or may have fallen to the other side of the fence because, you know, at first they're upholding their vibration and then all of a sudden they're like, but everybody else. And it's like, what if I'm the only one doing this? And so I've gotten people that reach out to like, thank you for that reminder. I like to think of myself as this version, but right now I'm feeling this version, whatever it might be. And even in those moments, I try to remind people, okay, well, don't get down on yourself for fall, having your vibration fall either, because all that's doing is increasing judgment, which is not just separating yourself from others, it's separating yourself from your own source of love. And so don't judge yourself, accept that for what is, and try to move through with what you have now and just elevate. Just elevate as much as you can. Love that version of yourself. Love this other version of yourself. And tune in and ask yourself what you need in any given moment to get that rather than um, just trying to even control your own emotions at this time. Yeah, because controlling your own emotions is still control. (laughs) Yeah. So accepting your emotions is self-love. And by those of us who are from time to time posting or inspired to post something positive or to reach out now. I'm having lots of telephone calls with people now connecting with them because we all have some time to do that. and We can't see them in person. And I'm really realizing. So if I'm going to take my life and figure out what my priorities are, my old life would be my priority is trying to prove I'm worthy, trying to get people to love me, trying to be successful, that sort of thing, all to prove worthiness that I'm good. And then everything then is built on top of that. And now my priority really is maintaining alignment, which means maintaining this connection to source consciousness, right? And so how do I do that? Well, I set up everything. So how I feel physically in my body, what I eat, how much sleep I'm getting, how much exercise I'm getting, that supports my alignment. Because if my body feels good, then it's easier for me to feel good. Under that, all my relationships. I want to make sure that I connect with everyone, make sure they know how much I love and accept them as they are. My neighbors, my friends, my family, all over the world, all over the people I know. I want to let them know that I'm thinking about them. And that supports my alignment because then they respond and I help them or they help me or whatever it is. And then I want to also remember my interests and passions. Those things that I'm passionate about that I can do while maybe I'm spending more time in the house, I want to really dive into that and not let fear keep me away from the things I'm interested in doing. And if that's jogging, I think you'll be okay jogging or walking the dog or Tracy goes to the gym every day and the gym's really a good place because everyone's sanitizing everything anyway. Um, or working on a book or working on a podcast or doing something you've always wanted to do and never thought you had time to do it. 
Yeah, I'm in LA, so uh, at all businesses are closed. All gyms are closed um, right now. And yeah, it's like I can still social distance while I'm walking around outside. There's a few good hiking trails too because I don't believe the best thing for me is to be locked up inside. That's not the best thing for humans in general. It's like a plant will die with no sunlight. <laughs> I kind of follow how I take care of my plant with how I take care of myself. So, you know, find the trails that people normally aren't on and find the corners that you can go and, and use this time to really just tune inward and see what parts of yourself you can connect with. And it, it's funny, you said something on a call um, in your boot camp the other day where you said, or Joshua said, which we're going to be bringing in Joshua in just a minute. Um, if you heard last Gary's last podcast, you'll know that Jerry or Gary channels a group of non-physical entities named Joshua. And so Joshua had some things to say about isolation and how many of us were isolating ourselves already. And now we're like, how are we going to deal with this? It's like, when did you really focus on connection before? Where were you not connected before? And I say in my speeches and in my programs that, you know, you can't really know the light without knowing the darkness. And this is maybe for you, it's a version of your darkness. Maybe it's this, this, uh, really contrasted side of what you thought your reality was, but it's also going to poke holes in this reality that you thought. Maybe there was an underlying loneliness already and you didn't know where it was coming from because you thought you had connection, but really you weren't connecting on a soul level. Really, you weren't strengthening the bonds between you and your loved ones. Really, you weren't tuning inwards to connect with that part of yourself to see what you needed in every given moment. And so I think it's really going to highlight some really beautiful, beautiful things in this world uh, along with the chaos. Yeah. Can you imagine the parties and the dinners and the stuff we're going to do in a year from now? <laughs> you know, we're going to be, Oh my God, it's so good to see you again. And, and then we're going to take the, the reason we separate ourselves is because we're worried about what other people think. And so we can't give ourselves fully because we're worried about, you know, some kind of negative feedback. But imagine now if you threw all that out of the window and you just wanted to be with people and you just wanted to express how much you appreciate them, you know, and the little annoyances would fall away because now we can't have them inside with us all the time and we care what's going to happen to them, you know, and possibly we might lose them, just that idea. And so it's going to create this huge boom of connection on all kinds of levels. And plus people are connecting like we are right now on Zoom and Skype and things like that. Yeah, I was telling yeah. you before we started recording that yesterday I was actually more connected than I normally am on a given day because uh, I have so many people in my community and I am trying to consciously create connection, whether it's even if it's virtual. And so I had a virtual uplifting call with with the Joshua crew. I had um, a little wine date with one of my friends. And then uh, there's a there was a website where people were basically hosting a virtual party with different rooms, some, some for conversations, some to just hang out, some to groove to some music. I had a friend who hosted a virtual karaoke night the other night. Tomorrow, oh. I'm doing a virtual movie night where we are all calling in at seven o'clock, talking for a half hour, starting a movie. And then at nine, we're going to call back and reconnect and talk about the movie. And so there's so many unique ways that we can actually 
uh, do things that maybe we wouldn't have even done before. Maybe before we just watched the movie at home, but now we're like, I've got to do something. So I think it's going to be really inspiring and I'm excited to hear what Joshua has to say. Great. So should we go get them? Yes, let's go get Joshua. Um, okay. I know Gary's going to tune into his intention for a little bit, so it'll be just a brief pause here. We are thrilled to be here. We want to tell you before we start that there is an underlying current of love that's happening within the world today. The underlying current of love cannot be denied. It is always flowing. But from your perspective, you might say that this current of love is causing events to happen that from a perspective of an individual, of a human, of someone living in fear, that it shouldn't be the way it is. And we would say that's simply resistance to what is. If everything is working out perfectly, and it always is working out perfectly, then from the higher perspective, where we are in the non-physical or the higher perspective after a bit of time, you will see how everything has worked out perfectly. But while you're in the midst of it, you might have a little resistance. You might have a little fear. And that fear is going to cause you to perceive that things should not be the way they are. If ever you wish for something to be different than it is, what you're doing is you're existing in a state of fear. And you might label that victimhood because as the victim, you wanna protect yourself from bad things that could happen to you. But the idea of victimhood is actually an illusion. Nothing wrong is ever actually happening because every event is leading you towards a higher level of perspective and understanding mostly about you yourself. So if you're living in a state of fear of something happening to you, then however you fear that thing, and let's say that this thing is the, a virus. If you fear the virus intensely and it never comes to you, then your experience is how you felt in opposition to something you thought you didn't want. And that negative emotion that you felt, the fear, however intense that was to, to you, was caused by an underlying limiting belief. For you to be who you intended to be prior to your birth, for you to discover your soul's purpose, to live on a path of self-discovery, you will have to process certain limiting beliefs. You see, your reality is a reflection of your vibration that you're emitting, and that vibration includes your beliefs. You have some limiting beliefs and some beneficial beliefs, and this is what's created the world that you live in. Now, if you slightly adjust your limiting beliefs so they become a little bit less limiting, then you automatically raise your vibration and attract a new reality. But how are you aware of the limiting beliefs in the first place? Well, some of that has to happen. You might get in an argument with your mate, and you might say your mate should be different than he is, because if he was different, then he wouldn't argue with me. And it isn't that your mate should be different. Your mate is perfect as he or she is. It's that you have a limiting belief and your mate, this argument is the event that's pointing to the limiting belief. So instead of asking your mate to be different, ask, instead of trying to control your mate out of fear that he's causing you to feel something you don't want to feel, you could instead find that limiting belief 
and prop it up and see what that's all about. And then you can find evidence that proves the limiting belief is false. And in doing that, you dial down the intensity. And so fear that's activated from a limiting belief is also less intense. And so now you have a new vibration and you actually create a new reality. Well, this idea will sound foreign to people who are living in control. But to people who are embarking on a new approach to life of love and acceptance, this makes all the sense in the world. Because if you have a fear that your mate is not expressing love to you unconditionally, that's based on the limiting belief that in order for you to feel safe, you need your mate to express love. But because you don't feel safe, these events must keep happening. You must come to an awareness that you are not here to receive love from someone else, to be validated, to be approved of. You are here to express your love and acceptance to yourself, to all others, and to the conditions. And if you can see that and prove that limiting belief that you need love from someone else to feel secure, if you can prove that to yourself, that's not true, well, then your mate changes. Your mate no longer says those things. Your mate now becomes more loving. Because as you love and accept yourself, your reality is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And that vibration is now raised and you have a new reality. So here comes an event <clears throat> that causes you to feel that something bad could happen to you. And so many people will feel fear, and they'll receive urges to change or control the conditions. And those choices they make in fear are of no benefit to the greater good or of any benefit to themselves. And so when they go to a store and they panic and they see people taking all the toilet paper, taking all the water, taking all the whatever, and they say, I have to do this to protect myself, well, then they're not doing anything beneficial for the greater good because they are focused on the individual. And if everyone focused on the individual, then there'd be no toilet paper, there'd be no water, there'd be no money in the banks, there'd be none of this stuff. Yet, as a calm, collected, feeling good, feeling worthy, safe individual, living in love and acceptance, you would see the actions of others, not as a bad thing, but simply actions taken in fear, and you would not feel fear yourself. And you would be guided to everything you need. You would be guided to the store on the right day when all the supplies come in. You would be in alignment. You would be inspired to help others. You'd be inspired to do things that are benefit, benefiting the greater good. And so there is a great benefit in maintaining your alignment in a state of fear not asking the conditions to be different than they are, but looking at your limiting beliefs, processing those limiting beliefs, and bringing yourself through internal introspection into a calmer, easier place of love. Dis-ease is fear, and ease is love. And whatever comes to you is based in love, to show you you're in dis-ease or to show you that you're in love. So for many humans, 
they've been living in this version of reality so long that they've created stress responses as habits. Whereas, you know, they're used to acting on this one urge. They're used to acting on an impulse that might not be for their highest good or for the highest good of those around them. And because of that, it's like the more you work on it, I get, I've seen myself change over time to where now I'm able to kind of tune into two different realities and I might feel a pull towards one, but I am often and usually able to move into the other one and act from that. But for those people who are still towards the beginning of the journey where that's more difficult and they almost act as in a reflex, how do you, how do you suggest that they aid themselves in that moment to be able to align with love and acceptance over this thing that's going to be pulling them maybe a little bit harder than it pulls me. This is a journey, a journey of self-discovery. You come from wherever you are, but your primary intention was to live a life in love and to discover who you truly are. And so you, all of you who are listening to this now have been led through inspiration to certain books that you love to this podcast, maybe to ideas about the law of attraction, maybe to the movie, The Secret, maybe to Joshua. And that inspiration is always for your highest good when you act on it. And so you can see that acting on inspiration leads to a journey of self-discovery, leads to more joy, leads to more satisfaction, leads to a richer, fuller, freer, easier life. But everything that you did in control When you were angry and you punched the wall, you did no good to your hand or the wall. And so sure, you will feel fear, and the thoughts that you receive in that fear will resonate with fear. They will ask you to protect yourself, and they will be knee-jerk responses. So this is simply a practice of awareness, coming to a point of clarity where you know that this is a thought based in fear, and this is a thought based in love. And if I have a thought based in fear, it's going to urge me to take some action to control the fear, to control the outside conditions so that I don't feel fear. And if you take that action, it's not going to lead to anything beneficial. So the first step is just understanding where you are. Are you in fear? Is that an urge to change the condition? Will that control lead to anything beneficial? If not, you can analyze the fear and you can say, I need not act on this urge. Conversely, when you reach a place of alignment, when you're feeling good, when you realize your true power and your connection to source, you'll receive inspiration. But inspiration always comes with a bit of fear. And so sometimes it's hard to push past that fear to do the thing you're inspired to do. Maybe you have a funny meme to post or an inspirational message to give out and you're afraid of what people think. Well, that's simply fear, and you can say that that fear is irrational. People will love this meme. People will appreciate this inspiring message, and if they don't, it's simply because they're in fear, and that's okay. It's okay if you're in fear. There's no wrong with that at all. This is simply a practice, and we would suggest start by meditating. If you can quiet your mind, you will connect to source consciousness more readily, more easily, and you'll build a strong connection through daily practice of meditation. Start there and then gravitate towards all the things that you're interested in. This podcast, certain books, talking to your friends about what inspires them. Move towards love 
even though you're going to be drawn back to fear from time to time. Never beat yourself out. Never beat yourself up about the fear because the fear is part of physical reality. And the fear is based in love too because it is this yin-yang, little roller coaster, little movement that lets you live in this reality. There's nowhere you have to get. There's no way you can fail. Everything you're doing is right. Just ease up a bit and move towards love. You teach about the difference between urges, which are based in fear, versus inspiration, which is when you know you have that clear channel of love. For people that are still on this journey that might be teetering that fence a little bit, how can they tell whether an inspiration or whether a thought or a desire to take action is an urge or inspiration? Sometimes the inspiration doesn't feel very strong. And sometimes the urge feels very strong and almost feels like inspiration. If you are in fear, you're going to connect to a stream of consciousness based in fear. And that stream of consciousness will bring thoughts to control conditions, to protect yourself, to make sure the individual is taken care of. So an urge will always be to put yourself first. It will always be based in the separation of you and everyone else, even the ones you love. Inspiration, on the other hand, is based in love. And this will always be in the oneness of all, in the connection to all. The idea to say something inspiring or to help another is generally in an inspired idea. And sometimes you can't tell. So if you act on an urge, it's no big deal. You'll get another chance. And if you act on some inspired idea, bravo, it'll lead to something beneficial. There's a lot of people that are very financially stressed right now as well. Um, maybe they've lost their job. They can't go to their job. Maybe they are a server who relies on tips mainly. Maybe I know a lot of people who've lost their speaking gigs and some people who have completely lost their full sources of income. How do they move beyond that fear when it feels like their whole world is crumbling around them? First of all, realize you're the creator of your reality. However you created your reality in the past, whatever that was, you had a perspective on what you were doing. And generally speaking, if you were living in fear, you did not appreciate that job. You did not think you had enough money. You were worried about money anyway. Now you go into a time where that job is maybe taken away from you or the hours were reduced or something has changed. And you will look back and you'll say, boy, I wish I had that job back. Boy, wasn't that actually a fun experience? Boy, why was I always worried about money when now I'm really worried about money? Now, we want to express to you that how you see yourself creates your reality. So if you perceive that you need to be approved of by others and handle this on your own, well, then you are worried about what other people think and you're living in fear. In this time of awakening in this time of oneness what about not caring what other people think and asking for help and asking for support now imagine that imagine if you thought you were worthy of other people's help and support whether it's the government family friends whatever imagine if you felt worthy of their support 
You were no longer trying to prove you're superior, prove you could do it on your own, prove you need no one. Now you're coming back into the fold, the fold of natural community within humanity, the way that you would live naturally without the fears of your modern society. You would live easily and without guilt in the support of those who love you. And the same is true now if you have abundance. Who can you support? You do not need to hoard everything for yourself. You can reach out and make sure everyone's taken care of. You can bring groceries to a neighbor. You can support a food bank. If you are thinking individuality and protection of self, you're living in fear. And it's going to be more difficult than it needs because fear breeds fear. If you drop all this need to be approved of and you look for support, you will find support. And in that receiving of support, you will feel more loved than you ever did in your life. And in supporting other people, you will feel more appreciated than you ever did in your life. So connect with others and let this time. And then when everything resolves itself, you'll go back to maybe something you love rather than something you didn't love. You will go back to not needing other people to think you're great and thereby pursuing something just to get status or things or whatever to prove that you're worthy. You will change your attitude and the attitude will, no matter where you are, be more in line with love. I do did take that inspiration and I posted my my availability to volunteer for anybody in my area that needs someone with a healthy immune system to go out. And I will say that that immediately shifted me from, you know, kind of being sucked into a little bit of the panic or at least tensing up a little bit to this place of love. And it, it worked immediately. And not only that, it was an inspiration for plenty of people who reached out. So I can definitely attest to uh, how great it is when you stop focusing on self-preservation and start working working towards community preservation. So what if That's you have, exactly right. uh, what if you have family though, that might be immunocompromised and you know that it might, it's a version of self-preservation because it's so focused on your family. Are you supposed to, or would you recommend that that is our main source of focus because they might need us, or are you still recommending to focus outward towards community? That is part of your community for sure, but there is no need for this hierarchy. You are the creator of your reality, are you not? Yes. And this grandparent or older person that you're concerned for, are you the creator of their reality or are they the creator of their reality? They are the creator of their reality. Now, if you see them in some form of need and help and helpless and are victims, are you looking at them from a basis of fear or a basis of love? I would be trying to look at them on a basis of love. Yes, but if you think they're in need and you're the only one that can save them, you're looking at them as a victim that you can step in and save. And this is an urge to change how you feel in your fear of loss of them. And so you're controlling your own emotions by acting on an urge to change a condition. And that will never be a benefit. It will never work. It'll never be of any help. You see, they're the creators of their reality. They're attracting everything they need. They're attracting trained professional medical help. 
in certain cases. They're attracting healthy, helpful people in their neighborhood or friends or friends of friends or community or the firefighters or the paramedics. They're attracting everything they need. It's all already been set up. And so it's more empowering to look at them as the creators of the reality, attracting what they need and being tuned to alignment. And in alignment, if you are inspired to reach out and give them a call and see how they're doing, then this is the perfect thing to do. And they will be inspired from a place of love to ask for help or to let you know what's happening or to possibly give you some other idea, some other inspiration. You can't go to save someone from a place of fear because that is not love. That's self-preservation. You are worried about how you feel. You feel guilty. You want to solve this feeling of guilty. You feel like you may lose them. You want to solve this negative feeling of loss. And so you act on an urge to prevent this loss. Yet they are the creators of the reality. You're the creator of your reality. Think about it internally. Go inside. Move away from that fear. Come to a calm place that in fear, the actions are not going to be beneficial. The time spent in fear is going to take you out of alignment. Think about maybe meditating, maybe writing a list of what you appreciate about this person, maybe connecting to them through thought, and then seeing if some inspiring idea comes to you. Right. So many times it goes back to take a pause and self-care. Give yourself what you need first to ease your own discomfort, to ease your own tr stress, and then act outwards or then ask ask for inspiration on what to do next in the given situation. So I really do love that, especially because right now it is really difficult like to not watch everybody hoarding food and wonder, well, okay, I wasn't going to do this. I didn't feel the need to do this, but everyone else is. What if there's no groceries left for me? What if I then can't get it in a week from now? Should I follow suit? And so in those moments, uh, what do you recommend to do? Do you recommend stocking up still so that we can quarantine or how do, how should people be handling that? You must know that the universe has an idea. The universe has a plan. You are not helpless. You are always taken care of. You are always loved and supported. You will always have everything you need to have the experiences in the exploration of whatever you're exploring right now. And so if you're exploring lack and if you're exploring deep fear, you're going to have an abundance of experiences that relate to that exploration. And this is going to cause you to have experiences that will lead you to higher levels of awareness, to new perspectives, to what we call an expanded state. And this is highly beneficial. But if you are concerned that you may run out of supplies, when there is no evidence around you, only the frenzy of other people in fear, well, you are going to add to that fear. There is nothing wrong with that because those who are in fear need these experiences, and that's fine. But know that there is a plan out there for you, for everyone else. You will be taken care of. You can relax a little bit of that fear, do the little things that you need to do, but notice when you're doing them, when you're acting on an urge, you're going to feel conflicted. 
because you are a being of love and you're acting in fear and you'll receive negative emotion. You might feel guilty for taking 14 rolls of toilet paper. You might feel guilty for taking all the cans of food, taking all the water, taking the last water. But if you were to share that, guess what that feeling is? That feeling is aligned with love. That is going to be a higher vibrational emotion. That's going to feel good. So act as you're going to act, but just be aware of the feeling. Are you feeling negative emotion as you take this action, or are you feeling positive emotion as you take the action? And that let that be your guidance. So it's, again, a reminder not to even judge your own actions, just shift back into alignment and see, well, what can I do now to bring myself back into alignment? And that way you're not adding to the stress and you're just, again, shifting to this higher version of consciousness and everything is as it should be. And while we're doing that, I do also see that it's easy to have a judgment of others based on what they're doing. Some people acting in the extreme self-preservation, other people being so nonchalant that it seems as though they are adding to the problem and putting other people at risk. So how do we deal with our own feelings of judgment during this time? All judgment is based in fear. Without fear and limiting beliefs, you could not judge anything as bad. Without fear and limiting beliefs, you would judge everything as right. The reason that you have fear is because you have a lack of information. If you knew the experience that others intended to have, you would not judge them. They are here on their journey of self-discovery, and while it might seem that they could impact you, they cannot create your reality. And so from a place of fear, you say, I wish they were different than they are, because if they were different, I'd feel better. Now we wanna point out to you that you have always been doing this in your life if you're living in fear. You have always been wishing that people were different than they are. You've always been resisting and judging and living in personal stress, but you've never had an impact on their actions ever. All the time that you were wishing they were different and feeling bad that they were doing things that caused you fear, it never changed anything. And so in this big shakeup, in this big mass event, you can notice that no matter how much you judge someone, you're not going to change them. It's not going to be controlled so that you feel better. You will come to a point of awareness somewhere along your journey in this mass event as you emerge on the other side is that the love and acceptance of others, of yourself and of the conditions, despite how much fear you feel, will always lead you to a better outcome, will always lead you to an enhanced feeling of love and joy and satisfaction. And so forgive them for no, they know not what they do. They are acting on urges to protect themselves. And they are not aligned with that because they are beings of love. They, were, they are acting in conflict with who they truly are. Pay attention to that. Learn from that and choose to live in love. And if you are living in love, those in fear will find fault with your actions because your actions don't line up with their fear. And some of those people will look back at you on this time and will notice how calm you were and how much fun you had and how inspiring you were to others and how much joy you were living in, the, in these times of great fear. And they will come to you and they will say, what did you do? How were you so calm? What made you think that this would all be okay? Why did you create all these wonderful things in this time of fear? You might look at a recession and you might look at the housing crisis 
when people were losing their homes and they were selling at any price, they were just trying to get out and they were going into foreclosure, that there were those who were calm and who knew that it would be all right at the end. And so they were the ones buying the houses and investing and putting their money to work to renovate houses and to make the neighborhoods better and to support the bottom end of the value of these houses. And in time, they were rewarded because everything came back to normal and everyone got back into alignment and everyone started buying houses again. This is no different. In time, it'll all return to normal, but it will will actually return at an enhanced level. There will be greater amounts of love and connection in the months and years that follow this event than ever existed before. People will start to prioritize their lives. They'll say, what's truly important to me? Is it caring about what people think? Is it trying to make myself look good? Is it trying to, to achieve status at some point? Or is it the connection to all that are around me. Is that the most important thing? Because we are living connected in the non-physical, and you are living more and more disconnected in the physical. You did not come here to be different than who you are in the non-physical. In the non-physical, you are completely connected. You are transparent. You are open. And in the physical, you're becoming more and more disconnected. What you truly want is this connection. And what this event is causing you to see is that disconnection is based in fear and connection is based in love. Part of me sees already why this is so needed right now. Um, I, I mean, I keep saying that so many of us have been saying that something needs to change. There's been so much divide on the planet. There's been so much blame and pointing fingers and, and just disconnection overall. There's our own social media addictions where all we're doing is living online already, but then all of a sudden we're upset right now where all we can do is virtual things. So uh, it, it's interesting to see how this is playing out and how it's shifting people's perspectives already. I'm wondering, do you have any insight as to why why now? Is there a, is this going to be some mass redistribution of wealth even with the stock market collapse and other people uh, tuning into other versions of themselves to create things online? Do you, do you have any insight to the reasoning or the future? You live in fear of change, but in reality, every moment is brand new. Nothing is static. It's always changing. Yet you perceive with your senses that is all the same. You wake up in the morning and you look at your bedroom, it looks the same. Yet it is a brand new room created from your vibration, reflecting back to you what you expect, what you believe. So if something radical happens that causes a mass shift in beliefs, you enter a new reality with those who are on the same wavelength as you. And those who are who are not up to speed, who are living in fear and holding on to fear, they're gonna feel fear a little bit more and more. But those who dive down really deep into fear are gonna birth strong desires for love, for connection, for alignment. And so the change that's occurring is a redistribution of priority. 
you do not want a redistribution of wealth. You want to have experiences where people can perceive that they're very, very, very poor. And you want to have the availability of experiences where people can perceive they're ultra, ultra wealthy. And you want to have the widening divide, and that divide will always be widening and widening. And everywhere on the spectrum is a new point of perspective. And so every available perspective is open to whoever wants to explore that perspective. The redistribution of wealth is really a redistribution of belief system. Those who believe in themselves are worthy of wealth are generally following a path of passion. Those who are wealthy who aren't following the path of passion are just interested in the money, are not enjoying the money anyway, and are not able to keep the money for very long. And this is what you see in lottery winners. Those who are focused on their passion and are interested in that, the money comes as a side effect because they see themselves as worthy of doing this thing they're passionate about. Now, if you are saying, that I'm going to find something that's that I'm passionate about, but it also has to generate income, then you will limit what you can find as passionate, and you will put an effort and struggle. If you can understand that the way this universe works is that you get everything you need to explore whatever you're exploring. And so if you are exploring being a starving artist, then you get an abundance of feelings that allow you to feel unworthy in receiving money for your art. And if you are exploring the passion and the creativity and the brilliance of your art, then there will be those who line up to buy it because you do not have a worthiness issue about the transfer of money in that. And so you want there to be this unlimited abundance of all things, whether that's an abundance of experiences of fear and lack or abundance of experience of wealth. It's all open to you. You choose what you want to explore. But if you're choosing money because you think money will make you feel safe, secure, and worthy, it can't because nothing outside of you can make you feel anything you do not already feel. So cultivate the feeling inside. I am worthy of whatever I want. I am worthy of creating this thing I'm interested in creating. I am worthy of being one of the top podcasters in the history of the world. Why do you think you're worthy of this? Because you just do. You're passionate about it. And you weren't feeling that worthy in the beginning, and you will feel more worthy later on, so you're on a journey from unworthy to worthy, and everyone's on that journey. But you get in your own way. Everyone gets in their own way with these self-imposed limitations based on limiting beliefs. So if you can adjust those limiting beliefs, if you can prove them wrong, guess what happens? You move your vibration to another level and create a different reality. Oh, I got chills a few times when you're saying that. Always my sign that I'm tapped into the exact source of knowledge that I need at that exact moment. So I'm wondering, is there anything else that you feel is really important for the audience to know before we sign off today? Everything that comes to you comes for you. Everything in this reality is based in love. Everything. From your perspective, you will judge things as good and bad. That's duality. From a higher perspective, it's neutrality. Everything is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. And the individual gets, the individual gets to judge something 
as good or bad, and that judgment is always based on their belief system. And so if you're judging anything as bad, it's because you have a limiting belief. Without that limiting belief, it would be impossible to judge it as bad. We do not see this virus as bad. We see it as a being of love coming to serve humanity. We see the higher perspective of it. You can choose to see it as bad and wrong, and you can choose to live in fear of it, and you can choose to make decisions that are based in fear. Or you can use your imagination to see it from a higher perspective, to know that it's based in love, to know that it will come to those who need the experience, whatever that experience is. And if you need the experience, it will come to you. And if you do not need the experience, it will not come to you. So don't fear it, because whatever comes will be the benefit. So start accepting that everything is neutral, that when it comes, it comes to you so that you can move along your specific, unique, and worthy journey of self-discovery to see yourself from a higher and higher and higher perspective. If you resist it, you don't often get the message. If you live in love and acceptance and embrace it, the message comes clearly. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and love and light today. It's been such a pleasure. Um, we've gone over this before, and I'll be linking to all of your links in the show notes, but remind people where they can connect with you online. You can just uh, Google Gary Temple Bodley, or you can go to the teachingsofjoshua.com, or you can look at the Joshua Live podcast, or actually there's a really good coronavirus YouTube up there. So if you look at, at Joshua Live Coronavirus on YouTube, uh, that will really talk about everything we talked about now. I mean, this was really amazing here. <laughs> it was really cool. So I think this has said a lot, dude. I mean, it was, this is the talk that can really go places, I think. All of the links from this episode will be at mindlove.com slash corona. <laughs> yes, we don't have a number because this is impromptu. I already had 124 scheduled before this one came up, but I'm actually really excited for whatever transformation the next few months have to offer me. And listen, I know it's scary. I know crazy things are happening. I know <laughs> this is all new territory for most of us, but there's always something in a new experience, no matter what. So your job in this moment, in this experience, in this lifetime is to do what you need to do to feel whole, to show up as your best self every day and contribute to the collective consciousness. So what are you contributing? Are you posting on Facebook and Twitter and whatever you're posting on? Fear? Are you contributing to the collective fear or are you balancing it out with collective love? Those of us with a greater span of awareness need to step into that right now because other people might not have that ability to tune into that. They might not know it's even possible. So because you have the awareness, remind yourself that this is what you can do. This is the best thing you can do right now is to focus on helping others. It's to align with love. It's to keep your vibrations high, to take care of yourself. Because if you do, when you come out of this, you are going to emerge in a new vibration. You're going to elevate yourself. So this is an opportunity for you. Don't miss it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa and turn on notifications for daily, quick and easy five-minute meditations at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you miss it, they will be still available. Um, and I'm 
working on more options to just create beautiful things for all of us. So if you've been wanting more mind love in your life, now's the time. And I will ask you if you could please share this episode with anyone who needs a higher perspective right now. That's the best thing we can do. There's really no benefit in everyone sinking into fear. So I have been making a point to balance out everything I consume. When I read the news to stay informed, I then go listen to an empowering podcast about all this. I have a conversation with an inspired friend and I'm just doing whatever I can to maintain my alignment. So I challenge you to do that same thing. If you're staying at home, take care of yourself. Having a morning or evening routine, drinking a lot of water, staying positive, avoiding consuming the whole time and try to create some stuff. When you are in alignment, that is when inspiration flows. That's when your creativity unlocks. So if you've had periods of time where you feel stuck or like you are uninspired or like you are not creative, that just shows that you are out of alignment. So maybe now is your opportunity to have more time for yourself, to have more time with your family and your friends, even if it's virtual, and try to find that alignment. So sending you so much love. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, especially on iTunes. That's where it's the most helpful. Reach out to me if you need a little more inspiration and follow me on Instagram. Otherwise, thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. 